everybody, and welcome back to Time and Attention. Oh, what's that expression? Dive right in. Still have to do the intro, though. How about her? This is episode number 120, the episode with the weird intro. <laughs> Chore points. Chore point. What up, wifey? Hello. This is a very domestic episode. Oh, yeah. We, we have reached peak domesticity on the podcast. Doing a lot of home economics, you might say. <laughs> is that the kind of econ you specialize in? Definitely not. Do any economists specialize in home economics? Is, is that a thing? Lots of economists study like the dynamics of how households allocate resources, so their time, their money. Hmm. Um, that's actually a very... Like pro, that's a very large area of study within economics because so many decisions that affect like work and um, household finances is all made within a household unit. So like studying the household is a big, big thing in economics for sure because understanding how households work is a really important area of study in this field. So for sure, people definitely study really like household units um, but that's not really what we're talking about. We're not talking about economics research. We're talking about no the antiquated idea of home economics. <laughs> antiquated, you say? It's just an out, like what? Who teaches home economics anymore in so- high school? Sounds like fr- something from like the sixties. Yeah, it's something you were taught how to like cook and clean in high school. What, what do they call it now? Civics class, I think. No, no civics. That's... You were taught about like civic duty and, and the, voting. I and remember like home that. stuff in there. Really? Yeah. Maybe that was a, a your school, school thing. thing. I don't know. We did not do... I didn't learn anything related to household management mm. or whatever you're going to call that in school. Nothing. Interesting. Yeah. couple housekeeping things. Didn't mention a book the other week. It hadn't arrived yet, so it wasn't on my mind. But mm. my literary agent wrote a book. Yeah. And I am... God, I am so happy she did. Um, because there are a lot of people in my life who, because I write books for a living, they say, oh, I'm, I'm thinking of writing a book. Do you mind, it, it, you know, do you want to mentor me through this process? <laughs> she basically wrote this book as a favor to you, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so you don't have to keep dealing with that question. That, that's how I view it, that this book <laughs> is a favor to me. And uh, the world, because I feel like a lot of people are interested in this. I am shocked that nobody wrote a book like this before, but there yeah. really isn't one. No. It's called Get Signed, Find an Agent, Land a Book Deal, and Become a Published Author. I should We, we should have her on the pod. Yeah. yeah. It would be great. I mean, I feel like this this book would just help so many people. The number of people who ask you for help on like writing a book <laughs> is kind of wild. And, and those are just the people we see. So yeah. imagine the number of people out there who have these questions. Because everybody, like the idea of writing a book is very enticing. I can see mm-hmm. the appeal. It's up there um, with like, I want to run a marathon. I want to write a book. Like a, as a big life kind of goal. Yeah. I think sure. a lot of people have. And this is how to do it if you, if you have the idea. But maybe you won't need to buy her book. Maybe she'll say everything on the pod. I doubt it. It no. seems like a pretty jam-packed book. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I haven't gotten to any point where I'm mentioned yet. But I found some. I skimmed you through. Did? Yeah, oh. I did. Oh. You're in there. Don't worry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank God. My ego wouldn't be able to take not being in there. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> Well, kidding. back to a different type of housekeeping. Yeah. Because you said housekeeping. Oh, sure. Beard one more, one more uh, um, maintenance thing. Yes. A, a uh, follow-up, as John Syracuse would, would call it, fellow podcaster. Uh, this email, I'd like to e- read this email for you. 
Uh, should I shout when there's all caps? No. Okay, I won't. Uh, hey, Chris, longtime listener and reader. Big fan here. Just love the work you do. Oh, thanks. I forgot that was in there. Uh, just wanted to say listeners want beard update and tips, please. Have a great day. <laughs> Thank you very much for the message. Um, beard tip of the day. How's it looking today? It's looking good. It's an audio looking podcast. Fuller. Definitely looking Full. fuller. It's funny when you when you grow a beard because people like to then buy you beard things. And I was chatting with a couple of friends the other day uh, who have beards, just coincidentally. Uh, and they said when they both started to grow a beard that Christmas, they got a lot of beard things. And so there's a lot of beard products out there uh, that are on offer. Yeah. I think what's interesting, so you've grown out your beard before and yeah. it was kind of haphazard and it just... Didn't look good. It grew sideways, not down. <laughs> yeah. Because you just didn't do anything with way. it. And now all these products I actually think are helping because it looks like put together. <laughs> so Yeah. Thank you. So the main kind of categories of things, oil, you got the oil that you put in, it, massage into it. You got the balm which helps shape it, B-A-L-M. Uh, you have the beard shampoo, which conditions it and cleans it. And then you have a beard comb. So depending on your level of involvement here, a, a lot of this is for the skin underneath the beard. So it doesn't get kind of, you know, dry or anything like that. So the oil, I think, is essential. The, the balm is kind of essential for shaping it. Uh, the shampoo is helpful, I think, for conditioning it. And the comb spreads the oils inside of the beard. There wow. People thought they were coming for a productivity podcast, yeah. but they're actually coming for a we, men's grooming <laughs> yeah. podcast. It's a hard pivot. It's a hard <laughs> pivot. But we should do another hard pivot to chore points. Chore points, which is probably the dorkiest thing we've ever done. Really? I was thinking about we've this. Done some pretty dorky stuff on the pod. But the fact that we have used this and it's like really taken off. Yeah. Of I, course we, it has. Of course it has. <laughs> I actually off. really didn't think this would take. Because no, there's a lot of psychology in, in this spreadsheet. I know. And I've, I pitched this idea like ages ago and you did not like the idea at first where I thought we should track chores in a spreadsheet. So a little context Cause, here. Because you want to track everything in a spreadsheet. I do, but yeah. we also, we do, we, this is not coming out of nowhere. We, your, your dream would be, we don't even talk. No. We would just uh, update cells in a Google sheet. No, no, no. Yeah. That, that, that's quite robotic. <laughs> I, I think tracking data is useful to, for some purposes, but definitely not for life. Anyway, we do have a sheet. Uh, what's the name of the spreadsheet? <laughs> it's called life tracking sheet. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris. So definitely not useful for, for life. For tracking parts of life, but not for living. It's not called the living sheet. It's called it the tracking be. sheet. Could be called. But Chris and I have had a very long history of tracking everything. Like our budget, for example, is all in this one spreadsheet that we have we have evolved over time. And I suggested a little while back that we should start tracking chores. Yeah. Uh, partially like because we moved to a new house just a little bigger and a little trickier to clean than our previous apartments were. And that was a shift for us, right? So getting used to making sure we we're keeping up with stuff, making sure things are fair. So I think I'm yeah. an economist. I have read lots and lots of papers about how households divide up chores and know the data shows pretty strongly that women tend to do in, in heterosexual couples, at least tend to do the majority of chores. Yeah. And that, that was, by the way, one point I was with you on. 
Yeah, the, I know. The fairness point. I oh, yeah, 100%. And so, and, but I also know that this is one of those things where some people tend to be more aware of the chores they are doing than others. Women? I, the, that tends <laughs> I to play out in the data. I just don't yeah. want to generalize because yeah. lots of couples do, and like same sex couples, like heterosexual couples, all sorts of couples do, do chores very differently. So yeah. I'm very hesitant to generalize in any way here. But I know in, in lots of couples, it tends to be that women tend to perceive that they are doing more because they are doing more and men believe that it's equal. What's the stat you uh, found? There isn't really just one stat. Mm. I think there are some interesting stats all over the place about how, what the divvying up of chores is within relation or within couples and also the perceptions of how how <laughs> chores are split up. And there's a gap between those? Yeah, I mean, there's no... I As far as I can tell, there isn't like an exact good way of of measuring the difference in within one survey. So I'm going to pull some evidence from across different samples. But um, one interesting thing from so Statistics Canada in 2021, which is a really, really, um, I mean, it's our national statistics agency in Canada. They have all of the good information about like household time use surveys and things like oh, that. So this is like our version of the American time use survey. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, something cool. similar. So um, but they basically highlighted that in 2015, the data showed that women do about 52% more household chores per year than men. Mm. So to the total of like 540 hours per year versus 820 hours per year. Wow. Um, that's male-female splits. And these are um, adults without children. So this is pre-childcare time mm. affecting that at all. So is that, does it break it down single income versus dual income? No. And I, okay. so I, I don't want to highlight all the sub-disaggregations because that gets really complicated Ooh. and isn't really that interesting for a podcast because that's also not the point here. I, all I'm highlighting is that there are differences in how individuals do divvy up chores within in within two two individual relationships. Yeah. Um, and that in, I think what was more interesting and, and I know this has been borne out in other studies too, but Pew research had a pew, really pew. interesting research study that came out in 2021 that highlighted just general attitudes towards chores. And 59% of women in, uh, two parent households highlight that they are doing the majority of the housework where only 34% of men believe that women do way more housework, oh. um, and are way more likely to report that it's uh, being about equal than women will. And when you combine that with the fact that across the board, in most surveys, we find that women are doing the majority of housework, mm -hmm. it tends to, I mean, many researchers have shown this kind of pattern that women yeah. do more housework, but men don't recognize that it's not equal. And they're more likely to say it's equal than it actually is. Yeah. And my friend, Laura Vanderkamp, friend of the pod, we can say. Mm -hmm. uh, she's poured, poured over a lot of research uh, in, in the American Time Use Survey and has found that even when both people in the couple are working, that holds up, that yeah. women do more chores yeah. and men still perceive things as being equal. Yes. And I should highlight, this is definitely within um, heterosexual couples is a lot of the research is coming out of um, but many people, yeah. including people like Abby E. Goldberg um, and others have done some really interesting work on how this differs for or, and or is the same for, for same-sex couples. Well, there's lots of really interesting research on that, those differences as well. So mm. uh, we can in include some of those in the show notes. But yeah. I think the takeaway is that there is often differences in how household chores are allocated mm. within households. Sometimes that's by gender lines. Sometimes it's not. Um, but it's, it's helpful no matter where you're at, just to be aware of 
household chores and how you're tackling that as a household because chores tend to be one of the most commonly cited um, sources of conflict within relationships. Mm. So for example, 42 in a kind of nationally representative um, survey of households um, from a 2021 paper in the Journal of Family Issues that we'll cite in the paper or in the show notes highlighted that about 40% of couples um, reported that household chores were a top source of conflict. And this was um, only third after just communication broadly and yeah. personal and partner habits. Which oh. was, so it's a really common source of conflict within relationships. I mean, if you've read any of um, the Gottman Institute's mm-hmm. work, we know that they highlight that this is a very common source of, of conflict. And there's lots of reasons for that, which, I mean, we all, if you've ever observed or been in a relationship, probably know that everybody just values different things differently when it yeah. comes to household chores and how those are divvied up. And so um, that's just something that is a normal part of life. People are going to have differences in opinions about how you tackle chores, um, but it can be a really big source of conflict. And so figuring that out and managing that is going to look different for every couple. But we have found a very interesting way that works really well for us. You know why I didn't like it at first? Why? It felt as though we weren't optimizing for something. Mm. Like, I think, like, if you look at the budget sheet, um, like, we really, maybe we should do an episode. If you want an episode, um, not everybody's into budgeting. You know, a lot of people hear the word budgeting and the thought of it just is like, shut the heck up. <laughs> but, but so we thought, okay, what are we really trying to do with the budget? And the answer was lower our level of consumption. Like kind of keep control over how much we consume um, so that we don't overconsume, so that we don't live a life that's bigger than it needs to be. So we have more money to give back, uh, to spend as we want, to save for trips, to save for things that isn't just uh, pure consumption on an everyday basis. Save for retirement, save for more freedom down the line, right? Uh, so I love how we have this kind of consumption pace metric in the budget. Um, and, you know, again, if you want an episode, Chris, at chrisbailey.com, but maybe you don't. I don't know. Budgeting. I don't. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't want to talk about this? Why not? No. Um, it's too personal? Yeah, I think it's a little too okay. personal So for the, for one part. But I also think that there are a million budget podcasts out there. Not, and I don't not, want to be well, part of that. <laughs> well, there might be a lot of budgeting pods out there, yeah. but there's no budgeting sheet like this one. It's just a spreadsheet. No, it's not. It's not just a spreadsheet. <laughs> but all that to say, okay, you but, wanted to optimize for yeah, something. So we thought like, what are we really optimizing for? You know, if we're just kind of tracking chores that we do uh, historically, uh, like where is the value in that besides like having a uh, something to say, hey, I do more chores than you. Look at this. Um, but with chores, you're really trying to balance getting the chores done. Like you're trying to have a clean house and you want to make things equal. And so that is what this spreadsheet is kind of centered around. I think it's important that you mentioned you want a clean house because it's not just about cleaning though, right? It's The highlights are definitely cleaning, but the broader thing is like also recognizing that chores come in different forms, right? So um, like for example, I, I think the class, a really funny example is we, the previous owners have had just so much mail delivered here. And it's to a point where it's like a lot of work to deal with the mail that we get from Ugh. the previous owners. Yeah, And it, it is actually like a, an annoying amount of time that we have to spend like dealing with mail from the previous owners. So anybody who moves, <laughs> please just set up mail forwarding for the 
well-being of the future owners. Anyway, yeah. all that to say, it's an annoying piece of like time that one of us has to deal with because it has to be dealt with. But at the same time, I know this isn't something you really prioritized. So it ended up kind of following on me. And that would be one yeah. thing that we can add to the chore note, note, even though it isn't necessarily about cleaning our house, but it's something that we have to do to just exist in this home. So I, there are a lot of things that in the chore sheet are b- bigger than just like cleaning. Because for example, shoveling snow is something yeah. that's got to get done. And if you only include some t- chores, then you kind of overlook the broader picture of who's contributing. Yeah. Yeah. Should we walk through the sheet? Sure. We, so, we sh- we'll post a template. We'll post a template. If you want to use this yourself or just check out kind of what we do. Yeah. And the, I should say the goal of the sheet isn't to have a historical record. It no. is no historical record. No. Because it basically we it's just contemporaneous. update. It's contemporaneous. It's contemporaneous in that it only tracks what's most recently been done. Yeah. So we have a list of like core chores. Basically, this would be things like washing the bathrooms and we have each of the bathrooms listed. Um, mopping each um, level of the house. Um, we would have things like washing all of the surfaces. Yeah. And so all of the regular chores, we also build in a frequency. So we have ident- described or decided amongst the two of us how often these things need to get done. Mm-hmm. And so this also is really nice because it allows us to figure out Oh, what do I have to do next? Right. If yeah. you have a couple of minutes and you say, Oh, I could just knock something off the chore list, we know exactly how long it's been since yeah. it was done last. And so that's why there's no historical record here because the, every time we do it, we just update the most recently done date and who did it. Yeah. And so it doesn't, it's no historical time tracker, but it does give an indication of who most recently has been doing the most chores because it, <laughs> we have a, the name of the person who has done each of those regular things. Most recently, and I should say, we also have a section that highlights irregular chores, yeah. and that's where you can have things because, like laundry and stuff, that just kind of happens here yeah. and there. And so, we want to be able to track it, but there's no like regular frequency where it has to get done every 14 days or something like that. Yeah. Um, and same with chore, like shoveling. Shoveling, it happens when nature decides to drop whatever 15 centimeters <laughs> we just got. Drop a bomb on you, yeah. <laughs> Of snow, because that has to happen, right? But we don't know how often it'll happen. So we have irregular chores and then irregular chores. So you still get points. Yeah. In so, a very clinical way of dealing with... <laughs> no, it's fun. Chores. So, so the, the sheet is designed if you try to use it mm-hmm. um, or if you do use it. So there's the chores. There's the date it was last completed at uh, and who completed it. And we'll, set, we'll, we'll have to set one up so that you can enter your own names uh, into the thing. And then how many rewarded points you get, which uh, we kind of do as minutes. Cleaning the shower, we kind of over credit for that one. Like for, if something's an ugly chore, you get more minutes. <laughs> you, you get more points at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, like vacuuming the stairs. We, we want to make sure that gets done on a regular basis too. And so it takes like two minutes. We, we, we put five. Yeah. We're generous to ourselves in here. Uh, and then the do every. So you type in how many rewarded points you want to reward, uh, how often you want to do it. And then the chore points next to that are automatically calculated and based on the distance to uh, the frequent based on the frequency and the date you last completed at that updates the status column 
automatically. And so something can be uh, overdue or due or done or super done if it was done very, that was my uh, uh, creative addition to the sheet. And then on the right is the balance of chores. Um, and so it's either leaning towards one person or the balance is towards one person completely, or it's neutral, which is what we, we really try to do. And so if we find, so you are the current leader. Yes, I am. We should say. Yes. Not uh, you know. I'll, I'll get on it today. I have a couple good. My, I have a couple good pods. The wonderful thing about this the spreadsheet is it it tells us oh so and so one of us has done a yeah. lot more than the other lately. And- so the other get on it. Get, yeah. get off your butt. Stop playing roller coaster tycoon, uh, and <laughs> and do do a chore or two. Uh, and so it, it's super handy. It, and the way it calculates who uh, the balance is tilting towards, anything kind of within 60-40 territory is we don't care. You yeah. know, if it's like a little bit in one direction, a little bit in the other, like who who really cares at the, at the end of the day? Like we just kind of want to make it more neutral over the longer arc of time. Uh, but if there's um, up to a 30-point difference between us. It's kind of leaning in one direction is what we say, leaning husband, leaning wife, (laughs) Um, leaning Arden, leaning Chris. Um, And more than 30 is fully in that person's kind of territory. Yeah. So you're leading, Uh, which is, I think that's a good split because I I do think some couples get a little overzealous about making sure it's exactly 50-50. And I think that's And whatever works for every individual couple is great. I think that's just a little over-restricted because, I mean, it's almost never going to be 50-50. I think the one thing I've taken away from this is that we both have ebbs and flows of when one of us is busier and the other is not. And you will lead on the weeks that I'm busy. I will lead on the weeks that you are busy. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Or on the weeks like if one of us is sick or whatever, it's not urgent that it's 50-50. And and I think also having that exact kind of balance. So if, as long as it's between like 60, 40 and 40, 60, yeah, who cares? then it's fine. Who yeah. cares? We're basically, we're getting close to making sure it's even, which is, that's the goal, right? We want to make sure everybody's contributing equally, but it doesn't have to be exact. Yeah. Um, and I also like this because it doesn't assign a chore to an individual person. Yeah. yeah. And I know lots of, lots and lots of, lots of households allocate chores that way. And I mean, even growing up, I did like, for example, I did the bathrooms or I did the vacuuming and my brother did the va- the bathrooms because I just hated cleaning the bathrooms. Yeah. And I still hate cleaning the bathrooms, but I get a lot of points if I do them. So <laughs> I'm incentivized now. Yeah, but you do. all that to say, I think it, this is nice because it also doesn't allocate chores to a certain person. So if there's a week where I don't have necessarily the time to go do all of the bathrooms, but I have time to, I don't know, wash the rug in the living room, yeah. then I can do that. You can allocate your time to the, to whatever fits in that moment. It doesn't have to be super rigid. And we should say, if you are using the template, uh, we found that there are a lot of things that we don't want to track. Yeah. Um, so feeding the cat, like, I don't want to I don't want to add that to the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> it takes like and one minute the dishwasher. to emptying the dishwasher, watering the plants around the house. Um, we do kind of have a, an area set up at the bottom for reminders. So you can enter in the chore um, and it'll just calculate the status of the chore for you. Um, Which so is that's good quite... for things like watering the plants. But yeah. We don't give points for that. Although for some people, you may want to put that in the like regular category where you do yeah. give points. Yeah. If you want to give points, that's great. Yeah, but Um, we hope this is a a helpful tool for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Been helpful for us. There are a few reasons I want to highlight that I really like this. Because oh, okay. I think the one of the reasons I love this is because it doesn't it, I think I think A, it builds awareness around who is doing what, which I think is just valuable just because we know that individuals tend to overestimate what they are doing and underestimate what their partner is doing. That's a, I mean, I think I've done that too. Everybody thinks they're an above average driver. Yeah. Everybody's a great driver, which is insane because nobody can be, not everybody can be a great driver. Look outside. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Chances are you're, you may not be a great driver. Uh, About 50% of us are below average drivers and that's Mm -hmm. fine. So all that to say, I think this helps bring awareness to what people are doing within a relationship, like within the household, um, and it also makes you aware, oh, I thought I was doing all of the chores and actually my partner is doing all these other things. I think building the chore, the chore sheet is also a really useful process. And it took us a while to find a kind of rhythm for what should be on the list. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that I think highlighting the fact that there are things that didn't make it on where, for example, cooking doesn't get included in the yeah. list. Um, because we have a good rhythm where if I cook every if I cook, then you do all the dishes associated with that cooking. And yeah. if, if you cook, I do all the dishes with that cooking. So I think we have a good rhythm there and it didn't need to be on the sheet. Um, and similar, like you manage most of the budgeting and we didn't put that on the sheet because no. there are other things that I do that we don't include on the sheet. And we're, those just didn't feel like they should be on this because we're also not as worried about keeping up with them, which is the next thing that I really love about this because it's kept us way more on top of stuff than... Mm-hmm. We used to be. And also in a way that feels less like bulky where I feel like we used to do chores in huge bulks and we would do it all day for one day every month. Often that, around your allergies. So yeah, when, I would be over sick. Like yeah, I would when be, Eleanor hadn't been washed in a little while and she mm-hmm. was rubbing all over the house. Yeah. And we you know. hadn't cleaned the floors. And so I'd be like reacting to her a little. And we would bulk it up and say, okay, this weekend, let's just do a whole day and yeah. clean the entire house. And there goes your day yeah. instead of kind of doing it piecemeal in my case, as podcasts come out. Yeah. And this <laughs> way is the week. so much better because I also, we notice when the house is cleaner because I am not as, I don't get sick Yeah, um, because we, I wire. react if the cat hair is everywhere. And if we clean the house, then I don't react at all. And I have not been reacting to our cat at all since we've started doing this, which is just, I think it's nice. It incentivizes us to keep on top of it. It kind of gamifies it by saying things are done or overdue or whatever, which is dumb, but it's really fun. Yeah. And then I, I just, I also love that we're not super zealous about you do this. I do this because I think that is just a way to set up conflict because if hmm. I'm busy one week and I didn't get to whatever task is my task, then it just causes like animosity towards me. And yeah. I, I think that's just an unhealthy way to split up tasks where it's in reality, people are going to have busy weeks. People are going to have slow weeks. Yeah. And if a week you have a million talks and you're bunkered down to do research, I'm happy to do the watering the plants. That's no big deal. No um, but I think, I think allocating specific tasks to a specific specific person just doesn't work well for us. So yeah. I love that this has flexibility built in and that we're not overzealous about like 50-50 as well. Yeah. I love this. As with everything on the pod, take what works for you, leave the rest. Mm-hmm. But we are doing a pod on this because we created it and um, I don't want to brag, but my color scheme for the status levels on <laughs> on point, on point. <laughs> Super done is a, a beautiful, deep, satisfying blue. Done is a, a, lo- a lovely lighter blue. Due is a blue, lighter blue still. But then overdue is this red that isn't threatening. It's kind of a warm, yeah, I- inviting red. That's just a reminder that something is due. 
I love it. Yeah. No, I absolutely love it. I cannot believe how much I like this. <laughs> Thank you. I think I, what what percent of the design would you say we each did for the, for this thing? I did all the technical work. Yeah, but I I, I was the visionary, chief sure. visionary of spreadsheets in in the household. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't it, I wouldn't have spent as much time making it look nice. How dare you? But it looks nice. I yeah. guess yeah. it's very satisfying to use. Mm-hmm. So if you and your partner think this way, mm-hmm. you might find it helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You may also find it annoying to update a spreadsheet <laughs> about chores, but uh, I, I don't know. Whatever I, makes your household happy. I disagree because it is so satisfying to see your percentage tick up as you do chores, to see those overdue cells uh, fade to dark, dark blue, uh, to see the balance of chores tip. You can see the percentage of chores, the, the current allocation of points in the sheet. Oh, oh, we had to do a pot around this. How could we not? Yeah, it's pretty... I know this probably sounds very archaic to what? those on the listening. Just having a spreadsheet for chores. <laughs> Why is that archaic? It's very new, new age, like uh, yeah. new. I'm sure there, an app would be new age. Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. But that's clunky. clunky. Maybe this is clunky too. I love this. I don't know. Timeandattention.fm is where you can find all the corresponding show notes. And we will link to... Uh, what will we link to? A Google Sheet? A Google Sheet. A Google Sheet uh, that is kind of blank. You can put your own names, your own chores in there. Um, if we can, we will do the section with the reminders for chores, but I'm not sure uh, how easy that will be to code, but the irregular chore section and the regular chore section will be in there. Uh, plug your own names in and off to the races. You go. Have fun. See you in a couple Tuesdays, everybody. Bye.